This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, welcome. It's Tuesday, 31 January in the year of our Lord, 2023. 80 years ago uh, today, the um, infamous Sixth Army uh, group of um, uh, the Nazis surrendered uh, at, um, at Stalingrad. Only 91,000 uh, remained from the 300, north of 300,000 army that was outside of Stalingrad. That army is infamous because it, when it went through Ukraine, it was associated with the... Uh, with the killing of the 30,000 uh, Jews, the massacre. Uh, it massacred people all over Ukraine, quite frankly, with the help of some Ukrainians. Part of the history that Zelensky and this crew want to erase from history. We're going to talk all about this, the 80th anniversary, because you had Holocaust Memorial on, uh, on the 80th anniversary of uh, the commemoration of everything to do with the Holocaust. And we've got to get in back of uh, the Holocaust, who perpetrated it, and, uh, and who liberated it, okay? Because it's happening again today, a lot going on in Ukraine. You saw Matt Gates last night said uh, he is um, uh, not, uh, he's not a hard no on Omar uh, yet. And so there's a lot of moving piece here. We're going to get to all that. But I want to start uh, with um, the, um, the purpose of these investigations that are happening. And people have to understand these are gearing a big league. I think they all start almost simultaneously next week. Weaponization of government being uh, the out-of-control FBI and DOJ. I don't think there's any better example than uh, what has happened to these incredibly um, um, spiritual, religious, kind, decent folks that, that have been praying and saying the rosary uh, outside of uh, abortion, abortion centers, these abortion mills. So I want to start there with uh, Mark Hoke, but also we're going to go to our mother country, to the United Kingdom, and you're going to see what happens when a nation starts to de-Christianize. We're going to bring in Peter McIlvenny in a moment from Hearts of Oak, but I'm going to start with Mark. How can we have Mark on the phone? He joins us. Mark, just walk people through, because this was just, I think, a, a, a an incredible uh, case, an incredible event yesterday. T- just walk us through what you had done, what you've been accused of, how the FBI came to your house, and then, you know, what happened yesterday with the jury. Well, good morning, Steve, and all praise be to God for for the gift of yesterday, which was uh, great news from the family. So back on September 23rd, uh, let's go even back further. October 13th, 2021, there was an altercation at... Uh, Planned Parenthood, 12th and Locust Streets in Philadelphia, where I have been going for 20 years, peacefully praying and doing sidewalk counseling, my First Amendment right, just exercising that. I happened to be there on October 13th with my 12-year-old son, and we were praying our rosary uh, without incident for the first 45 minutes before there was uh, 
an opportunity to to minister and counsel to a, a woman who came out of Planned Parenthood. And we were walking across the street, talking to her, ha- sharing some, some literature with her, actually walking to the pregnancy resource center that was only about 50 feet away when um, an abortion escort volunteer uh, interfered with that uh, encounter, engagement, and basically uh, violated my First Amendment rights and got between me and, and the young lady I was talking to. And there was a bit of a bump and so forth there. And uh, from there, it ensued to go back to the, um, the, the sidewalk where my son was and continue our prayer vigil. Uh, about 30 minutes later, the same uh, volunteer, volunteer escort comes out of the building and uh, places himself right next to my son, literally a foot away from my 12-year-old boy. And now I've had encounters with him in the past verbally that weren't great. Uh, a lot of obscenity, a lot of profanity, a lot of vulgarity. He said things like, and I hope it doesn't offend your audience, but in front of my son, he'll say, why don't you go home and masturbate? Uh, he'll call me an effing a-hole in front of my son. And, and, and he was having conversation with my son that day, and I told him, you don't have permission to talk to my t- son. And I've told him that over and over again over, over the years. Um, but he just continued to press it and push. My son was so nervous and uncomfortable that he stepped away and got behind me. And I said, go back to where you, you normally stand. Uh, leave us alone. Very forcefully, I did tell him that. He started to move as I kind of escorted him back. I turned back to be with my son. He wheeled and started to talk to my son again. And then I turned and pushed him. That was the origin, the genesis of what uh, eventually became a, a 6.45 in the morning raid of my home on September 23rd uh, by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, along with about 15 state troopers of Pennsylvania. Uh, that picture you see is, uh, is after things kind of calmed down at the house. But um, that began this journey of the last four-plus months where we were being um, put into the, the court system to uh, under a federal indictment under the FACE Act which we had to defend, and we did so successfully with a phenomenal legal team led by Brian McMonagle, probably the best defense attorney in the country, and uh, the wonderful people at Thomas More Society led by Peter Breen. Just the facts. Um, the facts you just laid out, Mark, um, about the guy intimidating your son, the, the vulgar language, you know, pushing all that, and you finally pushed him back, and it was just, it was, it was just a push, right? We, um how many charges did they? I want to make sure, even before the raid, how many charges, how many felonies were you charged with, sir, for that for what you just described? Yeah, Steve, there was two counts that I was charged with. Uh, count one had to do with uh, the Face Act violation, um, which had three elements to it, and then uh, count two was the same Face Act charge felony uh, with a uh, an assault charge attached to that as well. Four elements, and and that would have you would have been in if found guilty. You could have possibly been in prison for how many years for that for that act, sir? It held up to eleven years in prison with with up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars in fine. So, from what you just described, right, you you could have spent eleven years in prison, in a federal prison, and you would have been fined over three hundred thousand dollars. Is that correct? That's that's accurate. Yes. The um, the FACE Act is – can you describe that to people because now you're, you're a national, international figure. The FACE Act is really 
to protect these abortion mills? Is it not the slaughter of the innocents? Is that essentially what these laws are, sir? Sure. So back in 1994, uh, it was enacted, sponsored by Senator Ted Kennedy and uh, Chuck Schumer. And this act was initially designed, from what I understand, to stop uh, pro-lifers from um, engaging in public sit-ins and civil disobedience, whereby they would rescue uh, in front of uh, abortion mills and basically block the doors. It effectively worked. Uh, these were originally kind of like RICO laws that were designed to deal with the mob and so forth. But uh, nonetheless, they were applied to the pro-life efforts. Um, the FACE Act stands, the, the acronym stands for Federal Access to Clinic Entrances. So anyone who's trying to prevent someone from access to a clinic entrance, and for that matter, a pregnancy resource center would also cover them, someone who's trying to gain access to these places, if they were impeded in any way, uh, intimidated, bullied, harassed, um, or in any way um, impeded, as I said, the, the, the statute would apply. And what the, uh, the government was trying to do was apply it to peaceful sidewalk counselors who uh, were encountering also volunteers for uh, different facilities around the country who were acting um, in, a, in a manner that isn't suitable to the act, but nonetheless, because they were, quote unquote, a reproductive health care provider, they, uh, the government tried to apply it to them as well which we found yesterday that the judge and the jury uh, deemed that not appropriate. And um, Judge Papert, Joe Papert, uh, on the stand said that uh, this is a stretch of, the, of this law and that the government should go back and fix it. I just wanted, before I turn to Peter, I want to hold you, uh, Mark, uh, for uh, through this segment, is um, for 20 years you, you've gone and prayed the rosary at these, um, at these centers and counseled the young women uh, that have sought counseling, correct? You've dedicated a big part of your life or your entire life to this effort, including praying the rosary outside of these uh, clinics? That's right. I mean, at least one day of my week is spent doing it in full, up to about eight to ten hours sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it's a blessing to be there, and uh, I've loved it. And uh, I've never had an issue like this in 20 years. Uh, There's a lot of back and forth and, you know, a lot of emotions on both sides, but – uh, it's never escalated to this point, and um, unfortunately it did. Uh, but uh, my son being the, the main reason why this happened, uh, I stepped in like any good father would do and uh, really became about a father's rights, I would say, uh, and at the end of the day to protect his son. Mark, hang on for one second. I want to bring in Peter McIlvaney from uh, Hearts of Oak in uh, London. Uh, House of Lords yesterday. Tell us what the House of Lords uh, did uh, yesterday, uh, Peter. So they passed an amendment to the Public Order Bill, and the amendment would put a restriction of 150 metres, a buffer zone around abortion clinics. Now, we have at the moment a law which has been provisionally used by police to enforce this. Uh, we had Victoria arrested in December for praying. We had a gentleman arrested a week ago for praying. Um, but... There has been a massive push by the abortion lobby to have in legislation this, they call it a safe space, certainly not a safe space for babies, but it means that if you oppose abortion under within 150 metres of that clinic, anything you do that may impede those abortions, you are guilty. 
and prayer comes into that. It is literally unbelievable that prayer could be illegal outside an abortion clinic. But yes, if you go within that 150 metres and are praying as two people have already been arrested under separate legislation, then you're guilty. And the legislation, it, it didn't pass with a vote. It was a verbal passing. Um, now we'll go over the comments to approve it, but there's little opposition. And the, the group of MPs and peers that are backing this is from nearly every single party in Parliament. And what it will mean when this is enacted, probably within uh, two months or so, will mean that the fines for a, a person participating in any action which is deemed to... Uh, inhibit an abortion is unlimited. The fines are unlimited. They I did just, remove a possible two-year jail sentence, but it's unlimited fines. The, 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 the incredible footage of the young woman praying across the street from the abortion mill um, is... Uh, do we have that clip? Can we play that clip? And let's play it in B-roll while, while we got... Oh, let's, let's go ahead and play it. Can we hit it? We got you. Are you praying? I might be praying in my head. So I'll ask you once more, will you voluntarily come with us now to the police station for me to ask you some questions about today and other days where there are allegations that you've broken public spaces protection order? Uh, if I've got a choice, then no. Okay, well then you're under arrest. I can't suspicion of failing to comply with the public spaces protection order, which is under the Antisocial Behaviour Crime and Policing Act 2014. Now, of course, you again, you do not have to say anything. You may harm your defence if you do not mention one question. Some of which are later on in court, and you do say you may be given Do you understand the caution? I do. Um, your arrest is necessary in order to prompt an effective investigation into the offence. What that means is so that I can ask you some questions. What you see is the hassling of this uh, of this young woman and, and eventually her arrest. Uh, Peter, I know we're going to lose you. Um, the London School of Economics today pushing that they're taking the concepts of Lent and Christmas out of any uh, any publication they put up. They're de-Christianizing their entire calendar. Um, it, it, it just once again, in Lords, there was no opposition to this bill, to this abortion bill. Um, there were, I think, five or six peers who opposed this back in November, but there was little opposition this time. So it more or less got a free reign. And the push yeah. is we need safe spaces. So what we'll go through. Peter, just hang on. I uh, just want to hold you through and we'll get you out for your next interview. Peter McElveney joins us from London. We have Mark Halk, the great hero of the rosary in front of these slaughter mills. All next in the war room. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau 
and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're, we're connecting dots here because I want to make sure everybody understands that this gets down to the parental rights movement. This is about the weaponization of the administrative state and the deep state against you, the citizens of this nation. That's what this is about, plain and simple. Mark Houck is just a hero that happened to stand his ground and um, had a great legal team that was able to combat it. But, uh, you know, we're inextricably linked with the Judeo-Christian West our brothers and sisters in Europe, and you're seeing Europe should foreshadow what's going to happen to America, the de-Christianization, the secularization. And if you don't think about it, think about England at the, to- at the top of its game, right, in the Victorian era, at the top of its game and what it stood for and what it did for the world, and compare that to, to now. There's, no, there's not going to be opposition and comments. Listen, just for the American audience, you say 150 meters, that's essentially two football fields. So you can't pray... Outside of a death mill, you can't pray the rosary. You can't, you can't pray to God for, the, for these women and for the innocents, right? You can't pray two, two American football fields from an abortion mill, Peter McElveeny. Yeah, it's 500 feet. And the abortion lobby have pushed this for at least 10 years. Uh, they launched a campaign in 2014 called Back Off, which was to push this. They've been extremely aggressive. And the, the Conservative Party, I mean, Conservative in name only, the Tories, uh, they they looked at this in 2018. They assessed it and decided there was no need for it. So uh, the, it has been looked at. But you've had one particular MP. Sadly, she's my MP, Rupa Huck, Labour MP. And she has, this is her passion to make sure as many babies can die. And it is one of her goals to have a buffer zone. And four times she brought this bill forward, this amendment, four times she dropped it because of massive opposition. And now Stella Creasy, another Labour MP, has brought this on, has garnered their support and will push it through. And when it goes to the Commons, as I said, there won't be opposition. Any MP who's stood up and been pro-life has been vilified, has been taken apart, has been destroyed. Uh, Maria Caulfield, a great government minister who's on the all-party parliamentary group, the pro-life group, she spoke up about this end of last year and the amount of hit she received. So you simply don't do it for your career. Uh, There are only... There are only a handful of MPs who actually would even say they have pro-life views, want to restrict the abortion limit 24 weeks, want to bring that down. So there isn't any pushback at all. No, it's no pushback because it's not really a conservative party. It's just a conservative name only. This is what happens. This is why we focus a lot on British politics. This is what's going to happen. The Reverend Hagee... Reverend Hagee used to used to have a, a phrase that the problem in England and Europe is that the mosques are full, are full and the churches are empty. If you go to London, to Christopher Wren, the, the, the magnificent churches you have are absolutely stunning. I mean, it matches Paris or, or, or Italy, anywhere you want to go. It's, it's a different architectural style, but it's absolutely stunning. Christopher Wren and all the churches are empty. I mean, empty. This is the problem. Uh, Peter, how do people get to your content, uh, your content? How do they follow you? Cause you're a voice of reason over there. So heartsofoak.org forward slash live stream or at hearts of Oak on getter at hearts of Oak UK on Twitter. Um, and, uh, we're Monday, 
3 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. So this Thursday, we have Jason Jones coming along talking about what's happening over in your part of the world on the U.S. border, which you haven't touched on. So he's going to come on and educate our U.K. viewers to the chaos you're facing on your open border. Yeah, the loss of our sovereignty. Uh, thank you, uh, and good luck. Jason's fabulous. Great guest. Great man. Thank you. Mark, um, tell me about the FBI the day you just laid out a set of – you were praying – there's some guy that escorts him. He's been doing it for a while. He runs, looks, sounds like he runs a little hot. Got in a confrontation word, said some stuff very inappropriate. Got into a slight, a slight shoving match at best. I want to go through again. How many FBI agents and how are they dressed up and how many state troopers came to your house, sir? Sure. Well, following those incidents with, uh, the, the volunteer escort, there was a private criminal complaint which went nowhere in the city of Philadelphia in the municipal court. And then um, about five days after that was dismissed in, in municipal court, I got a target letter from the DOJ, uh, assistant U.S. attorney in Philadelphia, that I was a target of a grand jury investigation. Uh, my attorneys at the time, Matt Heffron, Thomas Moore Society, former federal prosecutor, uh, said they had no case. There's case law against uh, my my client being targeted here. But nonetheless, if you want to bring him to uh, your building and question him, uh, we'll bring him in peacefully. This happened in, at the end of April uh, 2022. Uh, there was very little correspondence with the assistant U.S. attorney, with my attorney, so much so that my attorney reached out to me in August of 2022 and told me that or asked me if I had heard from the assistant U.S. attorney. I had not, and I said, well, maybe we'll just let sleeping dogs lie. The next thing I know, I had 20-plus uh, federal agents and state troopers banging on my door at 6.45 in the morning on September 23rd, Friday morning. I was awake. My children and my wife were asleep. The manner in which the FBI banged on my door is particularly worth noting because they rang the doorbell. It was dark outside. Repeatedly, they rang the doorbell. And they banged on the door saying, open up. They didn't even declare who they were. They didn't even state their names. They didn't tell me anything. The degree that, of the recklessness that this was performed and the act of terror, which it was, as I opened, the, well, as I questioned, I said, who is it before I opened this door? Uh, and then they finally told me it was the FBI. To which I replied, okay, I'm going to open the door, stay calm. I have seven babies in here, which were stirring at this point, but I didn't know they were awake. My wife was up. I opened the door and slowly showed them my hands. As I opened the door, I could not believe the, the circus scene that I saw. At least 10, 15 marked and unmarked units right in front of me. Surrounding the side of my house, I have 100 yards to the street. Cars lined all the way up to the street. Long guns pointed at me. Heavily armored vest, ballistic helmets, ballistic shields, battering ram. My own daughter took note of a, uh, uh, an FBI agent at the back of my house. As I said, they were surrounding my house. I had at least five federal agents on my porch with M16s pointed at me and now uh, my wife as she entered the, uh, the opening of the door. I opened the door and I said, what are you doing here? They said, you know why we're here. Because I really didn't know why they were there, because I hadn't heard from the AUSA. And then I said, oh, I know why you're here. 
you're here because I rescue babies. And then I looked at all of them, Steve, and I said, you wouldn't be here if the Trump administration was in the White House. And none of them said anything. They just looked at me. My wife comes down, puts her robe on and says, do you have a warrant for his arrest? And they said, we're taking him with or without a warrant. My wife said, you can't do that. I was arrested in, in front of my children, in front of my home while they were screaming. I asked them, I had flip-flops on, pair of shorts, no underwear, a t-shirt. I said, can I put some underwear on? No. Can I get, can I brush my teeth? No. Can I put some deodorant on? No. Can I get some clothes? No. Can I take my rosary? Yes. They allowed me to take my rosary. They was put in the car within 15 minutes, cuffed, and we headed down to the federal building while my children are screaming and yelling. It was reckless that day. It's not, I'm, so, I'm so surprised that someone wasn't shot or, or I wasn't shot. My kids picked up one of our airsoft guns that they play around with. They easily could have been shot. Extremely reckless behavior on, behalf, on, on the part of the federal government. Uh, um, <clears throat> I just want to re reiterate. Your attorney was in, and people in the audience understand this. Your attorney was in conversations with the, with the uh, U.S. attorneys, correct? They knew you had lawyers. They knew your lawyers were on the case. They knew, and they had had contact with the with the U.S. attorney. So there's no, there's no, um, there was no question that you were represented by attorneys in this matter, sir. There was never a question. I was represented throughout the whole private criminal complaint, and then I received uh, Thomas More uh, legal representation upon the the uh, target letter, which I received uh, on April 27th of 2022. So they were in contact with them uh, right away. I would say the purpose of the raid and the way they did it was to uh, shock. It was an act of terror, and they, they hoped that something happened. They wanted to take somebody out that day. That was the run-up to the 2022 election. This was all about politics. That's how depraved the administrative state is. Mark, do you, are you going to – Thomas Moore, it doesn't get any better, and your other lawyers. I talked to them on the first night, uh, and they were just magnificent. In fact, I think we had one of the lawyers on here. Um, do you intend to press charges for prosecutorial abuse? And do, are you going to press charges against the FBI agents and the state troopers? Uh, we most definitely will. And we will be seeking counsel on that. I think Peter Breen, uh, at Thomas More Society wants to get myself, my wife and children in front of the Congress and give them the details of what happened because Steve, uh, it gets even worse once I got to the federal building, if you want to get into that today. Um, how they treated me. I do and, want to get uh, into how it. They... Okay. So, yes, we will, we will pursue Let's, all. Uh, hold, 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 hold. i tell you what, Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark, hang on for one second. Okay. Let's take a commercial break. I want, to get, I want to get Cortez in here for some thoughts. I want to get you. we got a lot to go through. But um, this is about the weaponization of the administrative state. This is what the, the Nazis did. And for the state troopers and the FBI, we're going to expose all the names, right? You're not going to be able to hide. This is like a, they're after the war. Oh, everybody's a good German. They're all good Germans. Right? Didn't it, did, you know Nazis? Did we hear any Nazis? No, 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 no. If you're following these orders, these are illegal, illegitimate orders to terrorize innocent American citizens. It's not acceptable, and we're not going to accept it. Okay? And you're part of the problem. The agents there, don't blame it on the attorney, U.S. attorneys. Don't blame it on the FBI. Yeah, they're, they're culpable and will be held accountable. But you 
you individuals, state troopers, FBI that went there, you're part of the problem. Big League, next in the war room. Friends, you know as well as I do, the institutions we used to trust are collapsing. When things hit the fan, and trust me, they will, you need to rely on yourself. No one else is coming to save you. That's why I've invested in emergency food from My Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, if you go to MyPatriotSupply.com, you'll get their new lower pricing on three-month emergency food kits. These kits give you breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that average over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Your alternative is to stand in long government food lines. Do you want that? Does your family want that? Now listen, time is not on your side. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 on your three-month emergency food kits while you still can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast, and they ship free. They arrive in unmarked boxes, too, so nobody knows you have food. You'll thank your lucky stars for that when the time comes to use them. Now go to MyPatriotSupply.com while you can. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, I want everybody in this audience to understand, Mark, Mark Houck is you. He's every man. He's American Lao Bai Jing, as the old hundred names, right? He gives up a, a big part of his life to say the rosary, right, P- to pray, basically to pray outside of these uh, abortion mills. And um, uh, what you saw happen to him is what happened in Germany in the 1930s. That's what happened. This is, this is what the whole purpose of this investigation of the weaponization of government. It's not about against Trump or me or any of these the 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 uh, uh, James O'Keefe and all the other leaders of the MAGA movement that have been you know harassed by DOJ and harassed by the FBI. That's not the, and I have no personal uh, issue with the FBI. They wouldn't even get involved in the in the Southern District case. They passed on that. It had to be the pollsters. I have no personal animosity. In fact, I say all the time when I was growing up, the most revered you know the veterans and uh, and uh, and, uh, and the FBI agents in my parish as a young Catholic kid coming up, we, they were revered as part of uh, Hoover's FBI, right? That's not what we have today. We have, we have something that's very different and very dangerous. And this is all about intimidation. They hope by sending those officers with the guns, first off, they want to initiate something, right? They want to initiate something. But they hope to do it uh, to show, uh, to intimidate you, this audience, because they want to, you're sitting there going, well, well I was going to go pray at this thing, but look what they're doing. Or they, they want, they intimidate, they want you to be silent. This is about the whole thing. This, this ties directly to the parental rights movement at the, at the schools. They want you to be silent, and they're going to intimidate those who stand up. The way they manhandled uh, that father at, the, at the Loudoun County about the uh, transgender, uh, about the dude in the, uh, in the bathroom intimidating his daughter, Right? This is all about intimidation. This is why Merrick Garland is evil. This is why the people at the FBI are evil. They're evil. Chris Ray. They somebody made a decision to do this. A conscious decision to do this. Not just to break Mark Halk. More importantly, to use him as a symbol. Use him as a symbol to break you. Because they understand that you're the 
You're the, you're the thin line between civilization and chaos. It's you, this audience, right? The parental rights people, every person that goes out and does this every day, you. You're the ones holding the line, and they're trying to break you psychologically, financially, mentally, right? They're trying to break you. And if you break, this country's done. This country's done. Or let's say this, the constitutional republic that's been handed down for 13 to 14 generations, that's done. That's what this fight's about. That's what you're going to see next week. That's what you have to, you have to be on top of this. Because it's, if it's not you, it's nobody. There's nobody else coming to save us. It's the Mark Houks of the world. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save this country. Only you. Cortez, let me bring you in for a minute. We were here on other topics. We've got a lot to get through today. But right. this must be addressed because this is the thing itself. Steve yes. Cortez, your, your observation so far before we press on. You know, Mark Hawk uh, is such an inspiration. He is a warrior for God. He is a protector of defenseless babies, and he's clearly a patriot who loves this country. The way that he was treated by federal law enforcement was unconscionable. And you know, to the point he made, by the way, this incident, this confrontation, which was really very minor, was investigated by municipal authorities and determined to be inconsequential. Okay, the reality is, even if he had committed a crime for the sake of argument, and he certainly did not, but I'm saying for the sake of argument, uh, it is a very minor offense to be handled by local authorities, not a federal issue. You know, why the escalation? You're exactly correct, because it's about intimidation. So I would encourage Americans out there uh, to be brave, because Mark Houck did beat the system in this case, which is very rare. Federal criminal prosecutions almost never fail. Uh, the unfortunately, right, their, their success rate, the prosecution success rate is near 100 uh, percent. So this is a wonderful outlier in that regard. But I would also encourage uh, the audience out there to to be brave, to pray, to act. Why? Because connecting it to your other conversation about England, Europe in many ways is a preview. It is a forerunner of where we are headed. OK, and what is going on in England um, is really unthinkable to a lot of Americans. The idea of literally outlawing prayer. But guess what? We are hurtling toward that reality. Uh, so look to the mother country of England uh, with foreboding and realize that we are on that same path toward a secular humanist future, uh, which is demoralizing and which seeks to view human, be human beings uh, not as spiritual, but as subjects only. Uh, so look with inspiration to Mark Hauck and then also look with foreboding and warning to what is happening in England right now. Mark, talk to us about when you got to the uh, when you. By the way, Cortez, dead spot on. Uh, Mark, talk to us about what happened when you got to the uh, when you got to the federal. How were you uh, handled? Sure. So on the way down, um, there was light conversation uh, with the agents. Two of them. Uh, it was. We talked about homeschooling. I talked about the benefits of homeschooling and. Uh, you know, it was really benign in the conversation. When I got to the federal building, of course, I was cuffed. I was immediately shackled in my waist and shackled on my feet. Now, I'm in the bureau building. I'm in. I'm on the floor. They put me in a room, a white room that, with just a table in it, and they chained me to a table, which seemed a little extreme. But nonetheless, I'm shackled on my feet and my waist for six hours, Steve, for six hours. Now, they had every intention to let me go on my own recognizance, which they did. But for six hours, I have to say to your audience, it was the most intimate prayer experience of my life. I was at the foot of Calvary. I was beneath Christ at the cross. And I felt tremendous peace 
love, and joy. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, nonetheless, in my own questioning, I, I, I said, why is this necessary? Why, why do I need shackles on my feet? Where am I going to go? And then when everything was all done, after we did the preliminary hearing and I agreed to everything they wanted me to agree to, they manipulated and coerced me on a phone call to get me to give up information I wasn't comfortable giving up. Uh, they manipulated and coerced my wife on that phone call to get me to give up information that I wasn't willing to give, which they told me I had permission not to share. And then once they finally let me go, they brought me down to the U.S. Marshals in the same building with the same shackles on. I was inching my feet along, and I, I made comment, why is this necessary? Can't I just walk with a normal gait? I don't know why you'd have to put somebody through that, a pure act of humiliation. The U.S. Marshals treated me like I was a convicted felon and um, treated me like no other person has ever treated me. And when I finally emerged and, and, and came to be with my family about 4 o'clock, about 9 hours later, 10 hours later, um, we embraced and we prayed and hugged and celebrated our reunion. And that was my day at, uh, at the Federal Building, about 100 yards from the Independence Hall in Philadelphia. A hundred yards where the both constitution was negotiated and uh, and, uh, and and uh, and and signed and, and worked through, negotiated and created, and also the Declaration of Independence. Go back. Tell me about that. I wanted you to go back and, and give us some details on the six hours of your uh, your spiritual journey in that six hours, sir. The spiritual exercises you did in that six hours when you were sha- you were shackled, uh, chained uh, and chained to a desk in a uh, in a barren room. In a uh, in a federal uh, in a in a in a federal uh, U.S. Marshal's office. Talk to us about the six hours. Sure. So I, I used to work in juvenile justice. So I I've put handcuffs on people before. The handcuffs that were on my ankles when I had bare ankles because they didn't allow me to put any socks on. I still have my flip flops on. Um, were put on pretty tightly, uh, so much so that you, you know you could you could feel the 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 pain of it. So entering into that pain, if you will, was was easy for me. Um, being a Catholic Christian man, I just invoked all the saints who I knew were persecuted over the course of their journey, all the martyrs. I, I prayed every mystery and decade of the rosary. I prayed every devotional novena I could think of. It was prayer without ceasing. I literally could feel the feathers of my guardian angel. It's the only thing I could do but offer up what I was dealing with for my wife and my children, who I knew nothing. I knew nothing about what was going to happen to them or when I would be reunited with them. No one told me when I would be reunited with them. Uh, And I just continued to pray. And I felt so much peace because I was so intimate, so close to the cross of Christ that I could could take the splinters off that cross. I could feel the sweat of my Lord. And so for me, it was a great gift in that way. I felt blessed. I felt honored to suffer. And you know what? the, The greatest thing for me is that I knew as I was dealing with this persecution that I was in the will of God, that I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was in the will of God and that I was right where he wanted me to be. And for me in that situation, uh, I barely had any contact with anybody. They'd check on me every hour or two, ask me if I needed anything. But other than that, I was pretty much in there by myself, alone with my thoughts, alone with my God, and along with the history of the church of all those that suffered and died. 
in Mark Hangover, second, I just want to make sure I had I had Tom Williams on here the other day about his new book about the persecution of of Christians throughout the world, and um, he made the uh, comment that the 340 million Christians are being um, persecuted right now. It's greater. The persecutions today globally are are worse than first century Rome. But I want to make sure everybody understands what's going on. Those state troopers, the FBI agents, the U.S. Marshals, guys you consider the good guys, not in this administrative state. That's the Romans. They're nothing but the Romans that are torturing and persecuting first century Christians. What you saw there, Mark Houck was chained like a dog and brought in with all those FBI agents on the state trooper for one simple reason. I want this audience to fully understand it. He's living, uh, he's uh, lived Christianity. He doesn't talk about his religion. He doesn't, uh, you know, go to church once a week like, like most Catholics and most Christians. It is his lived Christianity that brought him to be chained like a dog in that, in that room. And his victory is the victory. If you study the martyrs, you study the saints, that's the victory. They say it's the most powerful moment, the most, you know, you talk to people, you, you read it, the most powerful moment. You flip it back on them. This is first century Rome. They're like the Nazis. They're just like the Romans. There's no difference. There's no difference. And for the state troopers and the FBI agents and the U.S. Marshal, I'm just doing my job. Hey, go back and look at the Nuremberg trials. Okay? Just doing your job is not good enough. This is the persecution of Christians in this nation. And they couldn't be more, they couldn't, they're not subtle about it. They chained him like a dog, not to break him, to break you. They chained him like a dog to break you. How many people out there would say, I can handle that, I could do that, right? They may, you know, they may talk about the country club, but I could do that. Check in your own heart. How many of you could do that? They understand that. They understand it. They understand exactly what the spiritual war... We talk about spiritual warfare. This is the thing itself. Mark, how do people get to you uh, and learn more about this and to your attorneys? How do, how do we get to you? Yeah, sure. They can check out um, on the web, thekingsmen.org, which is my ministry's website. And uh, I'm available through through that and, and in a variety of ways, uh, social media and whatnot can be found there. But uh, my email and contact information are there as well. Okay, brother. We'll make sure we have your attorneys back on and you back on. Uh, and as you pursue what you must pursue, that you owe it to the American people. I know you know this, but you're, you've got to pursue this what happened. It's, it's, this is incredibly important. Mark, you're a patriot hero. Thank you. Steve, can I share one thing before I leave? I tell you what, why don't you hold through the break? You can, just hold through the break, and we'll have you on the other side, because we have a hard out. We'll be right back. Mark Halk joins us, Steve Cortez. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted. And the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. 
No more inconvenient trips to the range. And with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, welcome. By the way, we're on Getter all the time, putting up uh, the immersive experience that is the war room with all our contributors. You get incredible. We do live show. did one last night on a uh, James O'Keefe uh, deal over at Veritas. Uh, I don't know, five, 6,000 people at the end of it, so it's incredible. One, everywhere, totally free. Just download it. Get on there. I can do it. You can do it. Um, also, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. The launch of MyPillow 2.0 with all the advanced technology. Go check it out. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. You got the special right there. Buy one, get one free. Only get it here. Bang. Go to it. Tremendous um, response yesterday. Go check it out. Uh, Mark Houck, you get, you've got some, uh, some closing uh, thoughts for our audience, sir. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And, uh, again, thanks for the opportunity to share. It's, it's only the second interview, so real privilege for me. All glory be to God again for the, for the good news of yesterday. I thought it important for your audience to know, in light of the program content today, that two weeks ago the federal government thought so highly of their case that they came in with a plea offer that would have reduced it to basically nothing for me to just walk away with a slap on the wrist, provided I pled guilty. My wife told me, you're not allowed home if you take that plea. I was not going to take that plea, but I just wanted your audience to know that that's how highly the government thought of this case. And and I knew the importance of allowing this case to set precedent for the pro-life movement, to have case law on the books, I just think it's important to know that the government knew it was a flimsy case and uh, and that they thought so little of it that they were going this to is, uh, plea it down or ask me this to plea is, it down this to is, a misdemeanor. This is what scum they are. This is what scum they are. They're scum. Uh, you you risked going to, going to court. You risked this. Uh, because you knew you had to be, you would beat it in court, but you had to beat it in court. Is is that essentially uh, what we should take away? Yes. That you knew you had to do this to set precedent. I knew I had to do it for the cause um, and for the movement. When you hear when you hear these politicians running around saying, "Oh gosh, we lost," uh, you know, we lost twenty two, we lost a couple of seats because of this. This is terrible. We got to stop talking about. 
the life movement. You see in England what's happening in England. It's cratering around them. We're going to have Dave Walsh on in a, in a few minutes after Cortez talk about the energy crisis. The whole thing's crat- crashing in on them because they don't stand for anything anymore. So when you hear that, what do you think, Mark, who, who risked it all, including years in prison? Well, you know, by the grace of God, go I. So I, I just I know I've been given a, a tremendous gift and blessing in this opportunity that God has created me for such a time as this. And so I just said yes. And I saw the opportunity. I knew it was martyrdom. And what does martyr mean? It means witness. And so whether you're in the federal government as a state legislator or who are federal federal uh, congresswoman or senator, they're all called to be witnesses, to witness to, to a greater a greater good, a greater power. And, uh, you know, I, I have stepped up to say yes, to, to allow myself to suffer and, and to take on that white martyrdom. Uh, and uh, I invite others to do the same. So thank you for the opportunity again. to, when, to when, that. when are you going to be back uh, saying the rosary at these uh, <laughs> Next. abortion mills? Uh, I'd love to go tomorrow, but uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday I get back on my reg- regular schedule. FBI, state troopers, U.S. attorneys, Merrick Garland, all of you suck on that. Okay. Mark Houck, uh, you're a good man. Thanks, Steve. God bless you. Thank you. Cortez, uh, you always stand in awe. We stand in awe of guys like that. I mean, you and I are a little bit. Uh, a little bit too much of brawlers, right? You see right. these guys, they're unbe- they're unbelievable. Yeah, they're just the best. It's un- it's know. unbelievable. Your thoughts? I, I I don't know that we could have summoned that kind of serenity uh, that he did. He's at a different, higher spiritual place. God bless him. But by the way, as admirable as Mark is, it sounds like his wife is even more heroic, telling him, "You take that deal, <laughs> and you're not coming home." Uh, that's that's a wonderful wife uh, and, and a brave mother. But you know, listen, I, this uh, this story, unfortunately, uh, it, it really highlights for us the battle that we're in, right? And it is a spiritual battle, a philosophical one a political one, and realize who our enemies are. By the way, our opponents in this battle, they're not irreligious, okay? As a matter of fact, they're very devout, committed to their pagan faith. It is a pagan faith of secular humanism. They are deeply devout, and one of their sacraments, one of their twisted, unholy sacraments is abortion, and they will defend it at all costs, as shown in this case. I wanna connect this also to more recent politics, on Capitol Hill, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which actually had nothing at all to do with marriage and everything to do with weaponizing the federal government to go after communities of faith, Christian churches specifically, who happen to believe that marriage is between a man and a woman as has been defined for time immemorial. The so-called Respect for Marriage Act received enormous support from Republicans and would have never passed if it were not for Republicans in both the House and the Senate. So realize the stakes of this battle, realize the consequences, but also for those of us in the America First Movement, recognize who's with us and who's against us, because many people who have an R after their name are not with us when it comes to these foundational battles for society, for civilization. This is about way more than just politics. Politics is definitely part of it, but it's a civilizational battle. Realize that. Real quickly, before we go to break, 90-second break, and we're going to come back to Ortez. Uh, once again, give me, get, t- talk to people about why Europe is so important to focus on, about yes. Europe and about how it links to the United States. 
Uh, look, because Europe is a preview of where we are headed, okay? It is the prequel to where the United States is headed. It is a continent that has already gone headfirst into total secular humanism, what I'm talking about. The United States, unfortunately, is on that path. We are on that trajectory, which we can change. We have human agency to change it, and we must, or we will end up in a place like England where you can literally be arrested for simply praying, arrested for doing something in your head, in your soul. That's where England is. That's where we can be and will be if we don't change course. Cortez, hang on. Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break, 90 seconds. I've got uh, Dave Walsh is going to join us. Naomi Wolf is going to join us. Uh, Joe Allen's going to join us. Uh, we're packed up in the next hour. Just hang on. Short commercial break. We'll be back in the warm in just a moment. And you are over. we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 